0: Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Bella Hutman's Curse. As always, I'm your host, Steve Sutherland, alongside Julian Amarante. Julian, I know we just saw the end of a yeah. fantastic match in the uh, in Syria. Now we'll talk about it more. Wow, le, le, le,
1: let, me, let me quote Mario Balotelli, as the mics picked him up just at the very end. Siempre la Juve, tuto la Juve. I mean, he was right. I mean, we just—I uh, mean, the, the, you know, when you play Juve in games like this, you got to beat the referee too. That's the problem.
0: Well, not just the in the bookies.
1: Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying essentially. But yeah, you have to beat the referees.
0: Um, so, for those of you who are new to the podcast, um, Julian and I have kind of changed up how we have formatted the show. Um, so. Uh, into our first issue of the week, which is kind of a continuation of issues from last week, uh, and will probably be a recurring theme throughout uh, this season of of the pod. Um, Another fresh race route, uh, but this time in England. Uh, Julian, you shared an article recently. Yeah, it
1: was about the Hartlepool players uh, who basically turn on their own fans As they were making alleged monkey chants to the Dover score, and uh, I mean, you know, this is kind of the things we were calling for last week. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this is this is players taking a stand and saying, you know, we're not going to have any more of this garbage. And I was really, really kind of happy to see that. But uh, you know, it's what league play? Uh, It's in non-league,
0: no, nationally. I think it's like the seventh. Hartlepool is a league team.
1: Yeah, it would be like you know, yeah, it would, it would sixth be, or
0: seventh. Of, it's like the north. Yeah, it'd ish. be like yeah. Coniston,
1: playing Coppercliff yeah. in the Sudbury area. <laughs> you know, like soccer. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, I mean, like, I, I it, it, it was very nice to see. What I, what I found uh, disappointing is that the uh, the bigger media outlets didn't pick up on this story, and uh, there wasn't really much discussion about it other than just you know in the in Daily Mail. It's or
0: disappointing or that we had to. You find it from the yeah. Daily Mail, you know. It's surprising that the Daily Mail is not, like, angry at the players who are trying to fight against yeah. the racism, right?
1: And I mean, and then again, like, you know, we're, we're seeing it, we've seen it pop up uh, like crazy once again. Uh, Today. In, in the Verona match against Udine. they had to stop the match. And uh, Megan Rapino, right, made a, a very, very impassioned speech as she won the uh, Female Player of the Year. And uh, basically,
0: uh, well, Steve, you might want to you might want to take it from here. So yeah, she won the award, which I think is more than deserving at this point. Um, not just for the on-field work, but off-field as well. Um, and I think that's something that we've become really big fans of: is players who are using their position as athletes to kind of. Fight against the injustices that not only face them but face others at the exact same time. Not sure if you remember, but Rapino was blacklisted by the National Women's Soccer League, yeah, because she took a knee with yeah. the national team uh, after Kaepernick, like in yeah, short yeah, support, in
1: solidarity with Kaepernick. No, I'm very familiar with that, and I, I mean, I think it's it's great that that uh, you get players like this, particularly high profile players, and she's kind of made it a little bit of a crusade of hers. I mean, I think mean, that's where it's going to come from because you're not going to get it from uh, the league officials. Uh, at this, at this rate, we'll be. Uh, I don't think you're going to see anything substantial with regards to racism um, uh, overseas. I, I hold out the, the prospect that it could happen here in the ML, with the MLS, but we never get that kind of racism in, in football stadiums the way we've seen in, in continental Europe. Or, or, even the UK, yeah, not yet, yeah, uh, not yet. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, it, I think that's what it's have. It's going to have to come
0: from the players. Do you think it's going to come more from the women's? Like, do you think the women's game will end up being more progressive? Just statistically speaking, there's a lot more out female soccer players fighting against issues of homophobia. That will Is probably the, take on. I, I don't even think it, it, they already are
1: you know what I mean uh, they already are far more progressive than the, than uh, uh, the men's game and I, I don't see them taking a step backwards I actually see them um, going further
0: you know they're I mean? they're right now they're do, there's a big fight uh on their hands is uh health insurance yeah well oh. equal pay
1: like oh. you know for crying out loud look at this i mean there's like a, there's a multitude of issues that they're bringing to the forefront which i think is healthy and i mean if it's gonna take uh if it's gonna take the the, the woman's game uh to, to to shove those in our face and, and i welcome it i'll open the door let's go let's go nuts let this happen you know what i mean but she didn't make a remark about some of the players right like didn't she single out uh, two players in particular that basically uh, said, like, you know, she kind of said, "Hats off to them."
0: Well, Sterling and Kula is who yeah. she kind of pointed out to, as well as the the, the, the so-called blue girl of Iran, who, yeah, you know, dressed as a man, snuck into a game, and put herself on fire. So unbelievable.
1: Um, yeah, like, this is it. I mean, this is this is where it's got to come from. It's got to come from players. And uh, I, I, I would love to see this take off. I mean, but I don't hold up. I don't listen. I don't hold up much hope, especially when Bonucci. Do you remember in the game? Um, uh, who was it? To, the, there was a Juve player who was subjected to a, a bunch of risks. I think it was Mc, McTweedy. Um,
0: Could have been Quadrado. No,
1: it was Keane. It was Keane. Yeah, Moise Keane. Yeah. Moise Keane. And he basically... He, uh, he, uh, he basically scolded Keane for saying, no, oh, you brought this on yourself. I mean, Bonucci's a bit of a potato head. So, I mean, uh, well, he's not a bit of a potato head. He is a potato head. Uh, but, uh, I mean, uh, this is this is what's going on. I mean, uh, I, 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 I've said it now, what, six or seven times? This has to come from players.
0: Now, on the other side, uh, Messi edged out Ronaldo and, and Van Dijk for the, the best – it's not the Ballon d'Or. This is FIFA's awards, not – the Ballon d'Or
1: and yeah, and Ronaldo basically Cristiano basically uh, snubbed the awards. Didn't he? he? Didn't even go?
0: Well, I don't. I I don't know to be honest. Yeah, you didn't The big thing in the media right now is that Messi has included Ronaldo fairly regularly now in his top three yeah. players. Ronaldo has never included well I Messi think, as me, one of his top. Me,
1: Messi's top player was Sadio Omani, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, and then mm-hmm. Ronaldo second, yeah. and uh, De young there are Delikt or young. De third one of the two yeah
1: well and 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 i'm going to say this uh statistics don't lie okay the data doesn't lie
0: uh goals assists
1: last year messi had an extraordinary
0: season yeah yeah like in spite of barcelona yeah,
1: yeah exactly so i mean you know uh does he deserve it? Absolutely. Whether he, whether he's gonna win the Ballon d'Or, which to me is like a kind of a popularity contest on top of everything else, I mean, is another story. But you know, I, I don't put much credence in these awards, man. I know I know that they're a big deal, and I know that, but to me, I really don't like to pay that much attention. But I mean, this is interesting insofar as once again, you know, it's sour grapes, and, and I really wish, I really wish uh Ronaldo wouldn't behave like this. Um I know a person who once said uh, to me, she said that she would love to be uh, Ronaldo's press agent uh, or press secretary or PR person uh, because she would basically re image the, the, the player uh, for something else. Because, you know, in many ways he does it a lot of good, but he sounds like he, he is an idiot. And of course, there is this outstanding rape charge, which we that's the, that's the 800 pound gorilla in the room that
0: nobody wants to talk about. Well, I think the charge has been, I I think the, the, the system has said it's it's Well, uh, this is going to be a civil. Uh, th- yeah, they're so bringing civils. The and,
1: I mean, this will this will be the acid test, you know, uh, and we'll see what happens.
0: Uh, the other side of that is Klopp winning the the best male coach with Jill Ellis, the American women's coach winning, which surprises me because I don't think the American team was really that good tactically. Yeah. It, um, but-
1: I agree with you on that. Uh, actually, uh, if anybody deserved coach of the year uh, in, on, the, on, on the women's side as the coach of the, the Dutch national team, they, she did a marvelous job. Um, Klopp, yeah, hands down. It's got to be this year. Really. I mean, I can't really think of uh, of anybody else who was who's deserving. You know, I put a close second is Maurizio Saori, the job that he did at Chelsea. I mean... Uh, in spite of everything at Chelsea. In spite of everything at Chelsea. Like, he, he took an right. eighth-place
0: team and he won the Europa Cup with them. Pep Guardiola winning all three domestic trophies and a semi-final Champions League appearances isn't enough. Um,
1: this time, I think Klopp edges it out because of the kind of personality that Klopp has and the kind of popularity. People in, like Cl- Klopp. Like, well, I mean, listen, there's, no, there's a lot not to like about Pep Guardiola, okay? Guardiola could be a real, real sob to some players, and I mean, I mean, this is other managers, the other managers. Maybe,
0: maybe do you think like he might like be part of the problem? Mourinho, like he's in Mourinho's head still. Yeah. from the time at Barcelona. But I mean, I, I mean,
1: you look at the way he treated players like like Samuel Eto'o, okay, Yaya Toure, uh, even even Ibra, Ibra, Ibrahimovic has a case to him. Guardiola could be a real like like again, you know, a real, real son of a bitch. And uh, you know, if you keep shitting in the well, don't be surprised that you get E. coli when you drink from it next time. And uh, you know, that's that's what's going on there.
0: So the last thing I wanted to bring up, so Klopp uh has joined uh Juan Matas organization called Common Goal where all these footballers and coaches have signed up yeah. to give one percent of their salary to this charity i think that why not five you
1: know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean like one that's a drop in the bucket for these people
0: you know it is but i just thought i wanted to ask you what your thought other than well i think you've just given me your thought but what your thought is on this type of i get it's almost like crowdfunded social
1: yeah. I don't like this kind of philanthropy. I don't like NGOs. I don't like non-government organizations. Uh, I don't think they represent civil society. I think that they're kind of like a philanthropic adventure. I think this is stuff that the state should be doing. But I also, I'm, you know, a human being who lives in this world and, uh, you know, is cognizant of the fact that we've had a retrenchment of the state and austerity all over the place. I mean, if their goals are laudable. I mean, they're fantastic things. I mean, but, you know, what usually ends up on, I mean, uh, uh, taking with these uh, organizations is they, they become self, basically they become organizations whose only role is to just basically reproduce themselves. And what was the one uh, that, uh, the other one that was there, were like fair play or something like that? or uh, oh, let's kick it out. No, there was another one that was before that just for sport in general around the world. Uh, oh God! I, yeah, the tech—the the the, 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 the name—it was like another one of these Craig Kilberger, you know, Satan Spawn kind of uh, NGOs. I mean, like again, their goals are laudable. I mean, it's fantastic. But if you really want to make some, make a difference, you know, one percent, please. Maybe maybe if that was five or ten percent, you know, then then I, I I could understand.
0: All right. So moving on, we're going to talk about the premiership as we. Move on from our well, issue-based-ish things this week into the leagues. So let's jump right into the Premiership. So Liverpool won again on the weekend. No I mean, were you surprised? Well, they didn't look very good at the start. Our, our Chelsea actually, Chelsea actually played well. They still dumped three goals in them in, in, in Stamford Bridge. Okay, was okay.
1: it three? I thought yeah. it was only two. No, I think it was three-one. I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was three. It was two-one. It was two-one. Okay, my my mistake. Still, they they went to their barn and they
0: beat them. Well, it's like what Mar- what Mourinho said. The minute you start saying that, like, oh, you played well, you're not a big club anymore. You're not a big club anymore, and that's that's the thing. I mean, the big story is Man City's
1: eight nothing victory over Watford. I mean, like you know, the response there is basically if you come for the king, you better not miss. And uh, I mean that 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 had to be a that that was a message sent out to everybody. You know, um,
0: Watford is bad though.
1: Yeah, still that's eight goals. That's, that's a message. Five in
0: 18 minutes. Yeah, that was
1: unbelievable.
0: Pep was yeah. angry. Yeah. Actually, because yeah. they let, they, they didn't play hard enough in the second half. Yeah. They went
1: Yeah. I think he wanted 10 goals to be quite honest with you. Um, no, I mean, uh, if anybody thinks that Man City is going to be is out of this champions race because what, they're five points behind, you're dreaming in Technicolor. Okay, and Liverpool, uh, good, great team, great squad. I mean, again, it's going to be, it's going to be basically, you know, who lasts one day longer. And I actually think that it's Man City that has the horses to do this. I, I mean, the surprise for me is, well, not the standings. Um,
0: well, uh, Burnamith in sixth has to be a.
1: Actually, I'll, I'm more surprised that 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 uh, Sheffield United has managed to get what is it eight points from
0: uh, two, from, two, and two. Yeah,
1: yeah, from six matches. This is gonna if they stay up, it's gonna be because of the start that they had to the season. They need this because come Christmas time, I have a funny feeling this is when they're gonna have to. They're 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 gonna the wins and the goals are gonna be few and far between.
0: Yeah, definitely. But it's been good to watch Burnham West Ham put a, Shellacking on the most lackluster Manchester United side. I know you have opinions on Ole being let go and who should come in. Uh, we differ in opinion on that. Well, I'm not sure if
1: I, I just don't think um, I don't I mean last year when he had this great run, I was of the opinion of yeah, give him the job. I mean he, he's earned it. And then you know you started to hear some of the you know people who are much more much smarter than I am in this game saying. Maybe it's a, maybe it was a mistake to lock him up
0: uh, for such a long contract at this case. That's looking to be true. I disagree. If okay. you're if you're gonna let a coach do, like if you're gonna let a manager do a rebuild, be prepared to be in the trenches for a year or two. Yeah,
1: but if that's the case, then let him do a rebuild. I don't. I don't think they're they're they're. I mean, you know, the 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 consensus is that they're going young and British. Uh. Or, or, uh however. It doesn't seem like they're doing it wholeheartedly. It seems like they're doing it piecemeal by piecemeal. Like if you're going to do it, you know, rip the bandage off and go
0: for it. But I don't think you can. You can't blame. I don't think you can blame the manager on that. If the board is yeah. not making the funds available to the manager,
1: I also don't think he's good. He, he's good enough. To, I I think he is a mid to low table manager. I think uh, Manchester United deserves a bigger name and a much and a much smarter guy.
0: He's put. He's put results on clubs around him and kind of faltered against the clubs.
1: Yeah, but I, that's fine. But Manchester United is a club that doesn't get a guy like this. Manchester United is a guy that should have, that should have a manager with a pedigree. People who have actually won not just big trophies one-off, but won trophies consistently.
0: People who know how to win. The papers were calling for Sir Alex Ferguson, like for Ferguson to be shit-canned, at about this time into his tenure as well,
1: that's true. But Ferguson had actually proven himself; he had won the Cup Winners' Cup with Aberdeen, and he had pedigree. Okay, uh, Saulskier as a player has proved himself as a coach, no. And it's a different; it's a different kettle of fish. And I think that the people that they had have had an opportunity with, um, they they should have taken the chance. I will say this, though. However, I will say this. That uh, one of the things about about this, um, he does. Solskjaer is not getting anywhere near the support the ma- a manager of his caliber with a team like that should be getting. He is not getting the support from 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 the, the, players. From the directors, the players,
0: and uh, certain players. Yeah. I think there are certain players that are playing well for him, but there, it's it's very clear that there was like there was no plan.
1: Yeah, and there is no plan to any of their games. And if you look at this, like even the game against West Ham, there was no plan there.
0: No. Well, I think there was. The players didn't execute at all. Okay. The, the Tactically, they've been organized like better than I think I've seen them in five to six years.
1: Well, do you think they're better than they were under Mourinho? Yes. Over the long term? Come on, think about they're that. They're the
0: exacts. So,
1: Mourinho won the major European Trophy. With a now, let's look at the squads. Doesn't matter. He won a trophy. Look at the squads. Uh, trophies count. Yeah, that's it. Speaks at the end of the day. Uh, but then, then he was not good. Yeah, you know, and then yeah, no. Last year was awful. Uh, I don't know if it was worse than this year, but uh, Mourinho Mourinho produced produced silver well. Where uh, I mean, look look at the so- bright, look at the bright side. At least you're not
0: Everton. Yeah, well, you have Van, like, well Van Hall, Van Hall produced so good. Yeah, and they, and he they produced too.
1: I mean, these these were marquee coaches. Uh, I mean, uh, who? I mean, they won trophies. I think, in spite of the board, I think that the problems are really deep with Manchester United. And I think, you know, it's going to take.
0: I think it's going to take at least uh, two like to three years. You can't fire like you can't fire the coach then. Well, I think you bring in a man with a five year plan. No club in the world will give anybody a five-year plan. I wouldn't care. Liverpool did. And it's paid off in shades. They won a European Championship. One trophy.
1: And the trophy. One trophy. The trophy. They haven't won. The trophy. Win the league. Okay. Hey, they've won the European Champions League. Okay.
0: That is an accomplishment. Hey, absolutely. That's a huge accomplishment. But we won. If you're going to compare amount of trophies then well, I'm talking United. about
1: bringing a man with a five-year plan.
0: United over the same period, man, won man, more man, trophies.
1: Man City, another guy with a five-year plan. Look at what they're, they're doing. They won they're, trophies. They're going to run the table again for the third year.
0: Hey. Well, they can't. They've well, already. That's, well, I mean, that's what I mean, weird. they're going
1: to run the table. I mean, they're going to, they're going to basically win over three years. No team will have ever lost as little games with as them. And Liverpool. Uh, hey, they've made it to a European cup final with Klopp. They've uh, the the Europa Cup final. They've won the Champions League. You can't argue with those results. That's the Champions League. That's the champions of Europe. Yeah. That is the toughest tournament in the world. It's harder than the World Cup to win, and he's won it. And that's it. You, the, the teams of the Massimo Allegri five championships in a row. Uh, you, uh, you know Z- uh, Zidane when he was at. Although you know how I feel about Zidane. But he then returned three championships in a
0: row. You need the referees to help you. Yeah. Well, you I, mean, I mean, I mean, we, we
1: can please, we can point to that. But the fact of the matter is, that when you've got a plan,
0: it pays okay, off. But if you have a coach, and but you need a board that backs you. Yeah, and that's if, it. That's if you problem. have a coach that comes in and has a plan, support the coach then. Yeah, I agree. Like I think you 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 get really angry at supporters for being on Rashford's case for not scoring goals. Then you got to get off the back of the manager as well. I, I, my my
1: thing about the manager is is I, I'm I'm listen he's performing as best as he can under the conditions. Uh, I just don't think he's the right guy. Oh,
0: I don't think just
1: just like I don't think uh, Paolo right is the right guy at Milan or Valverde is the right guy at Bars. Well, I
0: don't think Paolo is the right guy anywhere, and I'm well, not sure Valverde did, could coach a mid-table team.
1: He did a good job. He did a good job at, at Sampdoria last year, and that's why he got on onto Milan. But we'll get to that a little, a little bit later. I mean, the thing is, is. It's, it's interesting. There is a dearth of coaches right now. I mean, unless you're looking for Massimo Allegri, and, and if you want that kind of like rigid style shit, uh, then you go. But Allegri has built champions at every team that he's been at. He won the championship uh, at Milan. In,
0: uh, Allegri inherited a yeah. lot.
1: Well, he didn't inherit a big deal at Milan, and he won a championship. No, I'll give yeah. you that. And he sustained a very, very good, a, a good team at Juventus.
0: Everton, still crap. That's yeah, that's, said, sad, no that's sad, that's
1: sad, that's Marco sad, that's
0: sad. Marco Silva, now there's a coach that should be fired.
1: And it's sad too because Marco Silva's actually a smart guy. He just seems to be a personality problem
0: yeah. there. Uh, Wolves, Whew. definitely not being the team that we expected them to be at the start of the season.
1: I, I, although, let's wait. I'm willing to give Wolves at least six to eight weeks to see where they will be in six to eight weeks.
0: I'm going to still say somewhere around there.
1: I actually think they'll move up higher.
0: Okay. All right, moving on. Syria.
1: Well, all I'm going to say is this. Milan is just horrible. They're, they're yeah, un- talk about they're, the Derby. They're, they're, that, that match was unwatchable. Uh, although I got to say big props to Inter Milan for executing, and uh, Inter could have easily scored four or five goals. Uh, Inter is proving each game that I see them that they're going to be a team of the future. Uh, if not this year, I don't think they're going to win anything major this year. Uh, I would love to see them push for the championship, but uh, uh, there's again, they brought in a man where they've given him three years on a plan, and he's going to produce. And they're backing him. Yeah, and they're going to produce. He's going to. Well, he he he's pretty much said, "Look, I'm not coming here if you're not going to back me." And uh, you know, he you know, for all for all for all intents and purposes, he, he is a crummy human being. But he wins, and and I think he's going to be doing the same thing with Inter. I mean, other other than that, I mean, the other things that that, that surprised if me. Fiorentina in the basement—it's
0: like 19 games now in a row without a they're win.
1: Unbelievably bad. Um, I'm I'm glad to see uh, the provincial clubs uh, still kind of pushing forward, like Torino, Atalanta, uh, Brescia. Um, Italian football is exciting to watch again. I mean, there are a lot of games where it's three, four goals, uh, sometimes seven goals between teams. They're attacking, they're defending. It is, it is exciting, and it is good to watch once again.
0: Another league that's been really good to watch is La Liga. You have thoughts. Uh, first, Granada, top of the table based on games played. They only got – so they beat Barca on the weekend – and they only got promoted this like yeah. this, this is a promotion year for them. Now I don't expect this to last, but this is exciting. You look at the top two teams of the, the top yeah. teams on the table.
1: Look at look, at, look again 68 weeks from now. Uh Sevilla was in first place just up until they last till Real Madrid. Um look this year is going to be interesting. Um you got Bilbao in second place. Um, th- this is going to be a dog fight this year. Um I actually think that we're we're, we're going to see last week I said I can see Atletico go sneaking through the, the middle um but I can see that if this pace can, uh, continues squads 2 to 7 because I don't see Granada hanging on Granada last year hardly won a game away from home if you look up uh, up their stats um and I was in, in the second division of, of Spain yeah, where, where, like, you know, you're not playing uh, the best teams. And if you can't win away from home, I mean, what the, what the hell? But I think that from Bilbao, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Sociedad, uh, Sevilla, and Atlético, I think you're going to see a dogfight. My comment on this is uh, Valencia. Talk about shooting yourself in the foot, getting rid of Marcelino. A guy who basically brought him to uh, won the Copa del Rey, brought him to the final of the Europa Cup, and then they basically said, "Get out of here," and for no good reason. That club now is in crisis, and uh,
0: good, they deserve it. Anything you want to add? Well, you wanted to get more into Barça and Valverde. The, the, I've never seen
1: uh, a Barcelona team this bad in my lifetime.
0: I said the same thing yeah, yeah. Yeah, in my
1: um, lifetime I've never seen a Barcelona team this bad. I've seen them mediocre and I've seen them struggle, but I've never seen them this bad. That uh uh there's something really wrong there. They look completely vulnerable in defense, totally vulnerable. They look a lot of their players look disinterested, okay? Even the game that they won uh 5-2 last week against uh oh my god, who did they play last week? Uh it wasn't Villarreal, was it? No. Um oh my goodness. Real Betis. Betis. Yeah, Real Betis. They, they 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 looked really suspect in that match, even though they were able to score five goals and then the ball bounced their way at the beginning. But um, you know, and there is rumblings, dare I say, that uh you know, there's been rumblings that that Messi has been has been in contact with his Argentinian mafia over there at, at Inter Milan. You know, I don't believe it, but
0: the team just looks disinterested. So he, I've, I've seen Newell's today with him actually just saying, if the kids want to go, then I might go home. But it's more about the kids being comfortable at this point. So I don't know if he wants to uproot his family. He seems very much the family. Guy and would rather.
1: I can see. I can see Messi retiring very soon.
0: I think he's he's he could pull over Ronaldinho and just be like, eh, yeah, I've won everything.
1: Well, I hope he doesn't pull a Ronaldinho and end up supporting some pearl, fa- uh, some fascist dictator, uh, uh, and, or but I mean, and I don't even want to see him pull what he did with Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho like. Played with some real shit clubs and did some really... Oh, no, quit. Programs. Like, yeah.
0: actually retire.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, he should, like, just step out and that's it. You know I mean? Go gracefully. I mean, walk out while you're on
0: Well, time. I, th- I thought you were going to mention the other rumor as to who might replace Valverde. I don't know. But Mourinho, I told you... Oh, yeah, yeah. Funny. This
1: morning, this afternoon, we talked on the phone. I'm so sorry. The the, you know what I mean? That, then, then, I, that would... I would listen... Uh,
0: for pure well, I know how much drama. you love Bobby Rob like you yeah. love Robson, right? So Mourinho going back to Barcelona
1: would cause an upheaval. There would be there would be an uprising, and the fans would would revolt the way they did when Bobby when Bobby Robson came and re and it was basically the next guy to replace uh, Johan Cruyff, and and it'll be interesting because Mourinho was Bobby Robson's right hand man. And throughout the whole time, so things will come full circle. I mean, when I when you told me that, I got to be honest with you, I laughed out loud. I mean, I just, I mean, I don't see it, but man, would I like to see it? That would be insane to have Mourinho in Barcelona.
0: Yeah, I I agree.
1: It would be absolutely. I mean, complete complete, like
0: you know, like that's
1: like Trump winning the election again. You know what I
0: mean? Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back. Uh, we're gonna get into the rest of Europe.
1: And we're back. Uh, Before we begin, I'd I'd like to uh, send a big shout-out to our only listener in Mongolia. And, uh, buddy, if you're listening, send us an email. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us where you're at. And uh, maybe we'll come and see you, okay? Uh, 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 Anyways, we're jumping over the pond uh, or onto the uh, – we're moving across the continent at this point, sorry. Um, And uh, we're going to head into the Bundesliga, but – Steve, is there really anything to see here?
0: Not real, not particularly. The same, yeah. the same people at the top. Although there's a bit of a, bit of a congestion here in third through seventh.
1: Yeah, Freiburg is still hanging on. But like you know, we're doing these pods, and you know, this is it. Like really, we can start to actually see the contours of these leagues and their structures starting to take place in probably anywhere from four to six weeks from now. I I really think that where we are now is premature. I mean. I would love to see Freiburg end up in the top four, but uh, do I think it's going to happen? No.
0: I'd love for Schalke to fall way off yeah. again.
1: My club is doing fantastic. Gladbach sixth place, moving. Uh, but, like, again, too early. Uh, Leipzig, poor. I mean, in first place. If these guys win this trophy, I may never watch German football again.
0: They have a lot of English players playing for them. They're very they're, yeah. they're 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 a good young team. I actually like the football they play is great.
1: No, but I mean they buy it.
0: Well, so does City.
1: Yeah, so does Paris Saint Germain, so does Barcelona, so does so Juventus. This is the this is the, the rot that's killing our game. Juve
0: actually buys it though. There's a difference. Yeah. Juve buys the trophy. <laughs> <he's>
1: <laughs> well, what did what did Mario Balotelli say again today? Siempre la Juve. Uh
0: going away from Germany and moving on to Portugal which actually much more exciting
1: well we got a nice we got a nice, uh, we got a, a nice explanation from uh, um, uh, our friend uh, Guil, uh on uh, this little club called Fa- family of cow I guess did I get it right I hope I got it right and um, the fact that uh, this this little club here is uh, you know in first place uh um and i let me see if i can pronounce that again famai, famai...
0: carlo i'm not even gonna try I that.
1: sorry gil help us out here but uh wow uh, i mean this is like a nobody club this is like a, Well, they
0: beat sporting on the weekend
1: yeah which is a big deal um apparently according to gil uh 30% of them are owned by uh, atletico madrid so that's yeah, yeah and and they're kind of like a feeder club for for them so, uh, but um, if you go back to the table and uh, the, it's it's still the usual suspects, uh, I don't ever expect that to change. Although well, Sporting is a little further down. But, I mean, this is a league right now, in my opinion, Let's... if you want to watch where the next big names are coming out of coaching and, and playing, you watch Portuguese football. I mean, it is just... I, there's something really special going on in Portuguese football at the moment, Ben, and uh, it, it, it's uh, it, it's something that people should, I think, be be paying close attention to. Uh, I I must confess, in in the interest of full disclosure, I have a very 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 big soft spot for Benfica.
0: Okay, so I have a Braga scarf actually yeah. in my collection of.
1: Well, right. didn't didn't Alex Bumpery have a like a fantastic career with Maritimo years ago? Yeah yeah, 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 He had like he had a long and and that's when they actually were like and then like his uh, son
0: went and played for the and yeah his son nationalized as an American.
1: Yeah, and then, I didn't and at that time when when he was at Maritimo, I think Maritimo was actually in the top six or something like that. Um yeah, it was uh it was quite yeah, he had quite yeah quite that was he was a great player for Canada, you know. Although I am violating my ban, my uh I I, I I I'm boycotting the Canadian national you team because of the
0: performance. <laughs> The Hamilton Steelers. Nobody Good. knows how long he played for the Toronto Blizzard or the Montreal Supra for. Uh, four games for West Ham United. Uh, but then 165 appearances for Maritimo with 59 yeah. goals. Good for
1: him, man. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. So uh
0: the well, he, won the, he won the Foreign Player of the Year award.
1: Yeah, no, he was he was, he was he was he was a fantastic player. Yeah, I think he was well loved there. Um, if we move along
0: uh, to Ligue 1. Um, oh, PSG's at the top of the table. But, surprise, surprise. But with a, a barely win over Lyon. Yeah. Uh, but it was Neymar, away from home. Neymar with a goal in the 88th minute while his fans are throwing bottles and everything out of him. At this point, I think he likes being the villain. I, I, this is it. This is it. I agree with you. I, I was just about to
1: say the same thing. I, he, I think he gets... He, he gets an edge from this. I mean, and if that's what they need, I, you know. I mean, there was an article in Four Four Two just recently that said, is, PH, "Is PSG finally good?" And I was wondering after that performance, you know, where they no, did not—they like, had, they had they had no Cavani, they had no uh, Mbappe, they had no Neymar, and they they put in a really good display. And
0: I thought, you know, maybe that's the problem. Well, I look at it like. Well, no, because Icardi was in the team, so no. Well, well, Icardi came on uh, as a apparently substitute. Apparently, he like Juan de Nara has already caused. He doesn't talk to the. He doesn't eat with the players. He like trains alone because his like it's, he's already soured the relationship with everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's not a month in.
1: I mean, like I tell you something. The way Angel uh, Di Maria played, um, but there, there's there's a side story to that. And maybe I'll bring it up when we talk Champions League. I'll I'll bring that up. Yeah, that'll be more important
0: to talk about that. Yeah. I I just like that
1: Ren is in in fifth place because I want to see my man Renato Sanchez keep playing better and better. No, he's at Lille. Sorry. My my apologies. Ren is actually a good team, too. Uh, But uh, he's at Lille, and Lille is not doing very good, actually. So.
0: Anything else, kind of?
1: No. Puh. This is, this is, I mean, we're too early. We're this just too Uber, early.
0: The Uber Eats League. Uh. Yeah, the Uber le- e- le- Eats
1: League, uh, like for crying out loud. Like, you know, I a piece of me dies every time I do this <laughs> pod because we have to talk about this goddamned commercialization that is in hyper accelerated mode that is just destroying the fabric. Does, of this it, game. does it
0: make you happy that the Premier League is no longer the Barclays Premier League? No, no I know.
1: I'm just like I'm I'm upset that there's still a Premier League. It should be just Division I and they should be all part of one cross nationalization, cross-subsidization. I want back to, I would I want to turn the clock back 35-40 years for Christ's sakes. You know, but... uh
0: Well... Yeah, uh, it ain't going to happen. Speaking of something that's making sure that it's not going to happen, let's move on to the Champions League.
1: <laughs> and another piece of me dies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to I I tell the story that I was reading about uh, in, in uh, uh, El País. Apparently, in the, World, in the 2014 World Cup Final, Di Maria, Angel Di Maria was injured.
0: Right? Yes. And, yeah, and yeah, he yeah.
1: was... He he could still have played the match, but he would have played it at less than 100 percent capacity. The rumor was that uh, this is this is true here. Actually, I don't even know if it's a rumor. I think it's actually fact. The Real Madrid sent their sent their message saying, "Don't play him. He's not allowed to play because he was going to be sold, and that if his injury would have if the game would have prolonged his injury, it would have lowered his selling price." Okay, and. Maria took this really, really personal. And wow. how could you not? Because then they didn't like they're, well, they, they're not, they, Buda, they, Higuain
0: yeah. should yeah. just read. what yeah. what does your dad say what Higuain?
1: Higuain? should pick up a broom or a
0: shovel.
1: Okay. But um getting back into that, apparently, you know, and then he comes back to Madrid and boom, he sold. So and apparently that match was uh, which which if you've watched that match or watch the highlights, Di Maria is like that's the Di Maria we all knew. Okay.
0: Well, he did, it, yeah. he did it to Manchester United at the exact yeah. same time. Yeah. because
1: He put in a performance that was just stellar. Two goals. He was like splitting defenses. He was making runs. He was playing unbelievable. But
0: he can but do yeah. that. We've known that he can do that, but not on a consistent level. Well, he hasn't
1: done it on a consistent level yet. I mean, that doesn't mean he can't in the future. Well, yeah. it's
0: true. Hmm, Listen, it's
1: I actually true. think, look, if if, if, if if PSG plays like that, they're going to be a contender. It's one game. I, I, I agree. it's one game,
0: but to me, it's not it's not because of that. It's because of the changes they've made in midfield. They brought in two players into the midfield that have completely changed everything. Yeah, I agree. Adrissa Gay, yeah, from Everton, who was not yeah. utilized properly. and Ander Herrera, who they got on a free, and I it, it, it no,
1: they, they they've got something behind them that they don't have to worry about anymore. You're right. And and they've also they've also they're also deep in that regard in the sense well, of the players
0: that well, and Tuchel, Tuchel is yeah. Tuchel has them playing the system that he wants yeah. them to play because you're seeing you know that the the it's really three strikers they don't have winger it's like normally if he's playing his best players it's really three strikers so the wing backs are getting forward right but you're seeing the two guys in the midfield hold things together hold yeah. and move like, yeah. and play kind of. No, like they're playing east west. Good very point, well.
1: good point. And and uh but I mean it's one game, right? It's one game. But I will say this. Um I think
0: uh it's good to see Real Madrid oh, be this terrible. Uh,
1: this is where I was going to go next is uh, I actually think that nobody fears Real Madrid anymore. And I think that they're going to be in tough for every game. Well, they have no more money to
0: pay the referees. They pay too much for players.
1: <laughs> let's not get carried away with them. I mean, we, they haven't been busted like Juventus has, okay? So we're just speculating here. Uh, but, I mean, Club Brugge and Galatasaray, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be pushovers. I don't think they're going to be pushovers.
0: No, they no, won't be. No. Gal- and going into Turkey is never no, nobody wins. Anyone. Nobody
1: wins in Galatasaray Stadium.
0: Nobody from uh, outside.
1: I don't think an Italian team has ever won in that stadium against Galatasaray. You know that.
0: Mm. Moving on to Group B. Uh,
1: look, I mean, we, we talked about this. You know, you, you like to get on Spurs is this this thing they called being Spurs? Spurs. They, Spurs, were they, Spurs. They, were they were up two 0 They're not playing. They're not. They were not playing slouches. Olympiacos, That's a tough fixture.
0: But but the the problem is going to be even Red Star is not. An easy fixture when you have to go to play in their stadium.
1: I will say one thing about this: there is something going on at Tottenham, and I don't think it has to do with the fact that they're lousy. I think that there is a morale issue, and I don't think their coaches into it anymore. I, I don't, don't think, think some of the you know, players are. I don't either. think that some of the players are into it anymore. I think what's happening is that uh, a lot of these guys are, uh, you know, they're they're realizing that they're, there's there's the board right. There's the issue. Uh, the board is not putting the money. And put this in perspective: where was Tottenham before Pochettino was there? Pochettino.
0: Or who, was, Pochettino. who was the coach just before him?
1: Uh, I don't remember, but uh, but just remember where they were before that and look at where they are now. So, so he's there, done an extraordinary is, job.
0: But Levy's case has always been to. Me. Make well, money.
1: they're, they're, they they're, they're, they're going yeah, to be the
0: new Arsenal. Well, this is just yeah. typical. They're going to be sports. the new
1: Arsenal, just to finish in top four, and they'll be happy with getting that Champions League yep. place.
0: Uh, group C, no, well, yeah, Group C. Here, I want you. This is the Atalanta group, so this is tough for you.
1: It uh, was tough. T- I mean, they they got a lesson. They were schooled. They admitted it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look at the beginning of the tournament. They said flat out that we're not going to play uh, a kind of conservative style. We're going to go in with our style. Uh, we want this to be an experience for us, a learning experience. And uh, well, it, it's going to be a learning experience for them. I mean, particularly if they play like that. Uh, and I mean, if they if they show up, and listen. If they lost four nothing to Dinamo Zagreb, okay. Uh, can you imagine the mess that Man City would make out of it? Know. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I hope not. I hope that uh, Gasparini uh, changes
0: it up a little bit. Yeah,
1: and tightens things up. Yeah.
0: Group D, uh, with probably the match of the the round, was Juve at A fantastic game. I got to watch it. It was.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch that game, I must confess.
0: So it was really good. I was happy with the result. Well, it would have been better if Atleti had won. But yeah. uh, moving down Group E, you did get to catch some of Napoli, Liverpool. You came over to the, club, yeah, the end yeah, of it. Yeah, that
1: was that was a uh, um, Napoli. Uh, from the 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 amount of time that I saw, which was about 25 minutes, Napoli really, really put
0: Ancelotti uh, you knows Europe.
1: Yeah, uh, put Liverpool on the back foot. I mean, the penalty that they got was suspect. But their, their grasp and hold of the center of the pitch, which, you know, they basically took over the center of the pitch and would not allow uh, uh, Liverpool to play that counter-attacking game. If anything, they were putting the pressure on them. And they weren't sitting back. They weren't playing. They were just taking the game to Liverpool. And it was unbelievable. I mean, it was really, really something to see.
0: The Group F, which is the supposed group of death, uh, all draws across the board. Barca and Dorman drew and Inter yeah. drew at home with uh, Slavia Pra.
1: That was a bad performance by Inter. and They'll be the first ones to tell you. let them know. Yeah, they'll be the first ones to tell you. Barcelona is going to be in trouble this year. You know. Yeah. they did they, they, for me. They don't have a plan. They don't have a system. They don't have anything.
0: Oh, and that's on the manager. Valverde yeah. needs to go. Uh, group G... Which, actually, I really like this group. There are four teams here, except for Leipzig. So, three teams in Leipzig. I just want to see Benfica make it to the quarterfinals, the very least, this year. And then Group H, uh, Ajax and Valencia over Chelsea.
1: Yeah, the, the group of boredom, I think, in a certain way. Although, Ajax is not a boring team, but now they, their heart and soul has been basically carved out of them with a lot of their
0: players. And looked, I actually, yeah. No, they actually look like they're having more fun. Yeah, DeLint, I don't know what's happened, but he just he looks it's gonna it's hard to adapt to Italian football when you're you're too young. and yeah, there are types of Joao Feelish at Letty has shown how to adapt to a new league quickly.
1: Yeah. Maybe Dolid well, needs Solaris. Yeah, I think so. Um I just wanna say uh, I really want to see uh, I don't want to see Chelsea under under, under Lampard succeed at all. And I and, and I want to see I want to see him exposed for the fraud coach that he is. That being said, there's one thing I want to say here, and I need to say this: we need to get. I wish they would get rid of this third place goes into the Europa Cup nonsense. And I think it's high time to get rid of away goals in these tournaments. That's fair. You know,
0: today was the first day of the Carabao Cup. I know nothing about this. It was the League Cup?
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, I know nothing about like the games oh, that happened. Right, yeah. The only thing I knew that was that that there was the the uh, Southampton Portsmouth derby, which there apparently is uh, there's the bitter rivalry between those two, and uh, that I know that the score finished four 0 Otherwise, I, I didn't even know that this, this tournament was
0: starting today. Uh, Arsenal beat Forest five nil. Uh, Everton over Sheffield Wednesday two 0 Okay, for some reason, there's an arrow saying that Colchester beat Tottenham. Um somebody no Colchester knocked them out on penalties.
1: Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
0: Okay, I need to oh. We need
1: open. to verify this. I mean, uh, if this is the case, okay? If this is the case, uh, uh oh yeah, this is the beginning of the end of, of Pocatino at uh at uh,
0: Okay, at it's it is being reported.
1: Yeah, it's being reported that they crashed out <laughs> Somebody's head is going to roll.
0: Colchester. What did they do? Play the under-15 team? Like Lamella and a whole bunch of other guys. Okay, here. Who who played? Well, did, did that, did, uh, they played a lot of. No, oh, But Lucas Moura and the oh my God. guy's okay. son got in as a sub. So did Erickson. We'll have to look this up. We'll get back to you on this one. Next week.
1: Yeah, these results are just coming in as we're speaking. So, yeah, this will be interesting to chat about.
0: Nothing else. There are more
1: games tomorrow.
0: Yeah,
1: there's more games every day. Always. There's too much football, right? Let's jump to the MLS, my friend.
0: MLS. So, there were some midweek games and some games on the weekend. Toronto, the big game and the big news was Toronto holding LAFC 1-1 in L.A. And LA like so LAFC because you haven't been watching them like yeah MLS this year this all. year
1: now this year I haven't been watching MLS at all it's too
0: bad you're missing out on uh, LAFC has just been like just very good
1: It's too bad they have to play the play they have to play the playoffs to uh, to win the the, the the more coveted trophy which is well absurd. The,
0: the players know what trophy is more important. At least, but other than that, uh, playoffs are starting to round out nicely. They've changed the format now, so the the team in first in each conference gets a bye into the next round, and then you play one game, and then three to, between second through seventh. So it's actually easier to get into the playoffs. It's harder to miss the playoffs. I I, I find this absurd.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. that the, the, the trophy, the more coveted trophy, is the knockout tournament. Uh, the real coveted trophy is the one that basically over, over
0: the season. I would, know. I would be. Ha- it would be better if they could introduce a knockout tournament that happens during the year, because there isn't one. Well, like yeah. the U.S. has the U.S. Cup, like the Open Cup, the, but that's a great voy- tournament. Yeah, we have, and Canada has the the Voyageurs, or it's not even she called the Voyageurs even, Cup. but is it played
1: but between four teams. <laughs> well, not the CPL.
0: Like it's, it's new yeah. now because the CPL. Yeah, I,
1: just, it's, I mean, the setups, I mean, they, 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 it's geared to the big clubs, you
0: know? Well, every cup co- tournament. That's why I like the U.S. Open. The, the US,
1: Open, U.S. Open is a fantastic tournament.
0: It's a fantastic tournament. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to jump into uh, a new segment that we're calling, what are we going to call it? I don't yeah, I I, in your
1: case i think it's just uh legends today
0: yeah today legends
1: hey everyone we're back um this is a feature that we're we've decided to do on the pod we're going to try to do this as regularly as possible We like to kind of, you know, dig out the nuggets of football. A lot of them will be historical. A lot of them will be individual players. A lot of them might be games. They might be clubs, uh, stories, and so on and so on and so forth. Uh, Today, Steve has prepared something for us that uh, I'll just say this because I don't want to give it away. I don't want to steal Steve's thunder. But I'm going to say is that when I'm blue and down and out, I go on YouTube and I watch this player's highlight reel. Because it just puts a smile on my face every time. So without any without any more introduction, Steve, take it away.
0: So I have to ask you first, Julian. Uh, when you think of the when you think of a, a footballing cult hero, was there like a player at your club that really wasn't like he was a cult hero? Not just like not like Maldini, but like is there a player that is like a cult hero? So think of guys like Eric Cantona. Or like Raquel May?
1: Yeah, G- Gigi Riva was probably, probably the closest one uh, to, to that. You know what I mean? And one Scafino, you know, with, uh, like that. Those, those guys were kind of considered like like that kind of cult hero.
0: But those guys still won trophies, right? Big time. Okay. Now, can you now think I of... Think of a player that's never won
1: trophies, but has been a... Uh,
0: uh, uh, is so beloved, not uh, uh, only uh, for his club, but like outside...
1: J.J. Okacha. Of- Okay, uh, who was basically the Nigerian superstar? I mean, what a talent. Okay, talk to any Nigerian you meet from any generation and they know who JJ Okacha is. Uh, and uh, the, the man never really won anything of any major significance.
0: So, what about one of the greatest English players never to win a league title?
1: Well, I don't want to give this away, but well, the, you're forcing me to, man. So, should I? Yeah. I mean, the great Matthew Leticia. I mean, just. An extraordinary – like, if you take one look at this guy, even the way he looks, his physical build, you would say, this guy is too
0: big and too fat to be a soccer player. And in the position that he played
1: particularly in. Particularly the position he played But the minute this guy got the ball at his feet, he would walk through everybody with a finesse that Maradona didn't even have at times, okay? And the goals he scored. like There was really never a time where I watched this man score a shitty goal. Every goal was like high quality, uh uh highlight real stuff. It was just unbelievable to watch. And it's like the way he saw the field.
0: So, so he he's not actually English. I know. So he's from Guernsey uh and switched allegiance to the the English national team and only got eight eight caps. And it's Glenn Hoddle didn't like him.
1: Well nobody did at the time.
0: Well, because he was yeah. He was, he was
1: overweight.
0: Well, and he was lazy. Yeah, lazy. But yeah. Alan Ball was his coach at Southampton and pretty much did the exact same thing that Ferguson did with Cantona or that anybody who had Rakome in their team had to do was, okay, you don't run. You don't track back. Just we'll give you the ball and you do what you do. Well, we'll build the team around you yeah. to service you,
1: which is, to be honest with you, smart coaching. OK, like, you know, when you got a when you got a, a, a virtuoso concert violinist, what do you do? Do you, do you go say, here, buddy, uh, go dig trenches for your other buddies? No, no. You support the you know, you, you create a backing band that basically, you know, accents the the, the the virtuoso. And Letizia was one of them, period.
0: So he played his entire league career at Southampton. So 443 games. Between the first division and the premiership, when it came into existence, and, and,
1: and that there, there's another check mark in the box for the guy. Okay, Gabriel Batistuta with Fiorentina, although he ended up at Roma at the end, and he was also at Boca, but he played for one club.
0: Yeah, that's so well, cool. No, he did end up going and playing uh, for Guernsey FC. Uh, that, that doesn't count. With his brother, he wanted to play with his brothers. His yeah. brothers were good. What he was were like? forty
1: two at the time?
0: Well, he was also part like owner at that yeah. time. So they signed him as like a, a part time player because of fixture congestion. Um, second highest scorer at Southampton be- behind Mick Channon, and is the first midfielder to score a hundred goals in the Premiership.
1: Say that again. only say that the again.
0: Premiership era. Yeah, say that again, please. First midfielder to score a hundred goals in the Premier League. Say no more. Uh, and he was voted uh, PFA Young Player of the Year in 1990. Yeah. Uh, known from his, prow- his prowess from the penalty spot, 47 out of 48. I know from the from the spot. And he was a free kick specialist
1: of like of extraordinary proportions.
0: He actually also scored a hat trick. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, he, I remember that match in, in the lead up to the into the World Cup, yeah. and then they still didn't take him. And people in England were furious over it um so and this was leticia says in his biography at this point that like this is when he knew i'm i'm gonna be done soon yeah
1: um
0: so this was a player who who who, he couldn't last 90 minutes on the pitch at the peak of his career uh, didn't care to press, track back, or really anything that would exert him no, you, you, got, you at to, all. The team's role was to get the ball to him. Yeah, well, his technical ability, natural flair, creativity, and penchant for the spectacular made up for his flaws and then some. Think of it, uh, someone online describes him as a crossbreed between Brikhelme and Dimitar Berbatov, <laughs> born in Guernsey. I don't know about Dimitar Berbatov. The Touch. I'm gonna say something. And the laziness. Well, like, the laziness. There's a
1: lot of players who wear lazy, lazy
0: But had the touch, like oh, Berbatov man. has of of that, like of the Premiership era, Berbatov does have one of the silkiest touches. Do you remember the one where he keeps the ball in on the, like as it's going out, and he flicks it around the player, and he turns the. Yeah, ability. yeah.
1: No, but there is, there is, there. Listen, I want to say something here, which might be heretical in some circles, but listen to me. Uh, I have never seen Georgie Best play, okay? Like that was before my time. But the video I've seen of Best, okay? That Letizier had the skills of George Best, okay? Didn't have the pace of George Best or 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 the the you know the longevity on the field, although the, both of them kind of like flared out at the end. But I mean, this guy, I mean, that's the whole point. That was when football was football. And like Southampton stayed in the Premiership
0: because, because of-, of him. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: you know uh, so to know the influence of God, as he yeah, is referred the, the to by for the sure. I love that. Uh, it's worthwhile to look beyond you know lack of trophies and even beyond what people in England think um, the class is unquestioned because you have Javi who said you know when they were at home the, the only when they finally started sending the premiership videos yeah to Catalonia, yeah. every week there was at least one goal that was scored by Leticia, And he would say, you know, he stays at Southampton. It's incredible because he could play for anyone. And now the other funny story is, so he's also a cult hero at Bilbao. So Bilbao, Did, Bilbao... Explain this to me because I don't
1: understand this.
0: Well, Bilbao has this, you know, players who play for Bilbao tend to stay... At Bilbao. Yeah. So they love the one club man. So they actually have an award that's given out to players who never played for Bilbao, but spent their entire career so at cool. one that's club. So cool. And Laetitia was the first player to ever receive the one club man nice. award. So I have to ask you, I'm going to give you my favorite two goals okay, that okay. Laetitia has scored. And then I'll let okay. you. So the chip... On Schmeichel in 96, <laughs> where he dances through like three yeah. United defenders. But I think the best one, because we talk about free kicks, the free kick routine against Wimbledon in 94. The
1: one where he bo- – Well, someone he
0: passes it to him, there. he he flicks it up. And then he and and just he volleys, volleys it. it. Yeah, that's and that's one of my favorites. His yeah. volleys are so slow, right? Yeah. There's like nothing fast yeah, to his game. Even how – he doesn't even kick the ball hard. There,
1: there is one goal where he gets the ball at half field. And he just tracks through everybody. I can't remember who it is. It's on the highlight reel. I think it's Villa. Yeah. And he comes in from he comes in from the left. Like and he basically steals the ball from one of these guys and then tracks right into the middle. And basically leaves like four players in his wake, walks straight down to the keeper, walks around the keeper, and then just taps the ball in the net. That's one of my favorite calls. And the shots. Like, the shot, the long range, the goals that this guy scored from long range, that's something that's really, that that, that is just marvelous to watch. Well, people don't shoot like yeah. that anymore. Yeah, cannon. And, and like, don't forget, that's when the ball actually weighed like a brick, okay? When, when, when soccer it balls wouldn't. mattered. Now it's like a Nerf ball. Like, this guy would hammer it from, like, 30, 40 yards. And, like, he would, like, on the inside of the post, the goalie didn't even have a chance, you know what I mean? I mean, he was, he was tremendous. I mean, I liked them all, but like my favorite one is the one you talk about is that 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 that, that volley, which he just did it, and all of a sudden he just and like it's like he just it, turns around like and it's only like, it's only like he hit it on the net, like he curls it in, like right on the inside of the post, and it's unbelievable to watch. Yeah,
0: so overall, there are few players that have had teams built around them, yeah, in this way
1: n- n- from that era. You know, previous to that, a lot of football teams, like in the 80s, okay? I think in the 90s, that started to change a bit. I mean, there were still happening. There were still clubs that would have teams that would, would build the team around around a star, uh, but it was starting to wane quite a bit by then. Now forget
0: about it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Unless it's Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, now,
1: now it's from beauty to
0: duty. Well, there were eras of that. Yeah. Everything's cyclical. Let's hope so. Uh, and he may never have won trophies, but he has to be one of the most admired players around the world. Let me put it to you this way. Do
1: you think he needed to win trophies?
0: Because that's the
1: way he played. He played like he didn't care. He played like, you know, this is what, like, like 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 you know, this is what Galliano talks about in Soccer and Sun and Shadow, right? You play for the joy of the game. Like, I, I got the feeling that this guy just, like, he didn't care, like, like he'd love to score and he 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 would just you know like get pleasure out of scoring goals.
0: So let me ask you this then. Um would would he be better known if he had won trophies? For sure. But that's the thing. But would he be a cult would he still be a cult hero if he did that too?
1: Well, let me throw this back at you and the question back at you. Should he be considered a cult hero? Why shouldn't he just be considered a great footballer?
0: So I'll give you. I have an answer for that. Uh, so the last game at the Dell. So before the Saints moved to their new stadium, um, they're down. The Dell. Sorry, I remember that stadium. Uh, the, or it's, it's nil. They're either down or it's or they're tied with Arsenal. It's the last game, and he's they bring him on, and at this point, he's he's toast. He's in his thirties at that point. I think I remember. Yeah, Eighty eighth yeah. minute. And he scores. I remember this game, actually. I remember this. Game. And that's why, that's why not only a, like a, a great footballer can like a cult hero can be a great footballer, but not all great footballers are cult heroes. I, 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 the, we can name like five off the top of our head, I'm sure. But the
1: point of the matter is, is like you know when you read folklore, okay? You hear you read about Trinche. In in uh, in Argentina, okay, the uh, you know like the guy that never, I don't even think he played for Rosario, and he was like he was out of the province, or you hear about uh, El Mágico, you know, and uh, my God, there's there's many other players. I mean, you have to admire them for their uh, for for what they did. Like, you know, another great player who was the laziest, laziest, laziest soccer player I ever saw in my life, but had extraordinary natural ability, Dava Ginola, you know, who was of the same era, oddly enough. To me, I would rather still see those the kind of players on the team than have to, have to watch this kind of mechanized football. You to know, it's much
0: running now. Well, it's the, running.
1: the heresy of the run. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is why I say track stars. I mean, let's put it this way. Have you seen a Matthew Letizia in the last 15 years?
0: Yes. Where? Uh what's uh, Middlesbrough, Leeds, Mark Viduca. Viduca's okay, Viduca's 20 years ago. No, because he was he was at Middle okay, no, I was 1998,
1: because like, he was at Leeds when I was at Leeds. And he was 1998. Okay,
0: but he was still scoring goals like, yeah, at Borough. Yeah. Oh, but
1: come on. You're going to put Mark Viduca in the same category as
0: Matthew Letizia? Come no, on. No, but if we're saying, like, culty like players.
1: I mean, so does Paul pesky at <laughs> Sheffield United. Okay, so I no, mean. No,
0: but you don't have, like, no, you won't have players like that because football doesn't allow for players like that. It's
1: anymore. No, not anymore. Anymore, you'll see them in the second division. And you'll see them like in lower division clubs, where you know they still see that that one marvelous player. But yeah, Matthew Letizia, people, uh, you know, take the time, go to go to YouTube, and Google Google Matthew Letizia.
0: So my question is then my last question for you because this is the big argument is was he one of the or was he the greatest attacking midfielder of the premiership? <laughs>
1: Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa like, hey. Era. I don't think so. Uh, think okay, so. so we'll say English. We'll, we'll bring it down to English. No, I
1: mean, of, of the premier shipper. No, he's one of the greats. He definitely goes down.
0: A lot of people say he's better than Gerard. Would you agree or disagree?
1: Uh, he, was more, he was more enjoyable to watch than Gerard. And he never took a dive like Gerard. Okay. Or slip. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but, um, I mean, I don't know. I actually think that that's apples and oranges, to be honest with you. Because I think kind of like Gerard is a player of another generation, but in the Premiership, I mean, to say that Matthew Letizia was the best attacking midfielder, no, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, he, he ranks as one of the greats, but I mean, look, look, look at some of the look at some of the the, the midfielders that have played in in, in England over the last uh, um, twenty five years, okay, since the Premiership, and I don't think you can, I don't think you can make that claim, you know. But uh, definitely, look, look. If you like, you let's let's put it this way, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something. If you watch Matthew Latissier's highlight reel, and you're blasé about it, you don't know a damn thing about football. That's all I'm gonna say. Stop
0: listening to the podcast. Yeah,
1: stop listening to our podcast. Uh, stop watching football, as a matter of <laughs> fact, because you don't know a damn thing about football. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Um. So. What I'll leave everybody with is, so when we post the podcast up on our social media channels, um, tell us who your cult heroes are. We all have different clubs that we support. I was just
1: going to ask, if that, is that our question of, of the week?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cult, cult, cult heroes. heroes.
1: Who's your cult hero inside of Letizia?
0: Like from my okay, so I have to pick a player from my club. Well, you're, dude, that's fine okay, with you, it should man. It's fine it with should you. Yeah. pick a player. Like I can. Choose. I got three or four of them myself. But I, I sure. I mean, it, it's it's what you like. Right? It's it's easy for me to say Cantona, but I'm not going to say Cantona. But I'm going to pick a different player that played for United, Uh and only ever really did one, maybe two, really big things that fans still chant his name when we play this team. Diego Forlán. Hey, man, shake it down. I, I
1: I always thought Forlan got got a bad rap.
0: There were just a lot of strikers in the club yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah, right? but the, the goals he scored against Liverpool are, are well legendary. Legendary, in right?
1: Yeah, I mean uh, the guys. That number one, the, the, the big cult hero that I will always like is um, is Gabriel Batistuta. But Battistuta finally kind of got his pedigree. But Battistuto was like, you know, he he st- he stuck it up with Fiorentino when they were relegated and he stayed with them. So, I mean, he's kind of got a, a cultish thing going on. Um, Do we have
0: to include – would you include, like, like more recent, would you include, like, a Derossi in that? Yeah, Derossi and Totti would, would fall – I think both of those guys fall
1: into that category. Yes, I, I would say so.
0: But, I mean – you
1: know, I'm trying to think of...
0: kind like, of In a different sense, like, I don't include Skulls, gigs, like, none of that class of 90, too. Which I think all could have easily been... They could be cult heroes, but, but I don't think... But they, I'm thinking, like, of, like, Duncan Ferguson, for example. To, there there had to be a personality with yeah, like the player. Duncan Ferguson's
1: relationship with Rangers, or Ally McCoy's relationship with Rangers, or, uh... Uh, Alan Shearer's relationship with Newcastle. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys. There was a guy who used to play for Brescia, whose name was Dario Hubner, okay, who they went berserk over and he played like until until his uh, his late 30s. Um, and there was a, also there was the guy who used to play for Livorno, and I can't remember his name. It's driving me crazy right now. I'm actually trying to remember who, who was a cult hero for them. Uh, I mean, man, there there, there, are, there are tons. Of, in Argentina, like uh, Bocini for Independiente, um, there's tons of these guys. There's like stories after story after story after story. Like, you know, like uh, the, the, right now, if I could just draw your attention, if you really want to see how this cult phenomenon works, there's two documentaries, which are really the most self-serving football documentaries I've ever seen. One for Boca, One for River, but they go through their history and they talk about like the players that was, you know, who might be one now that I think of it, that I just mentioned Boca River. Okay, is uh, Barros Schelotto, who was uh, who was a big, big, big deal at Boca,
0: playing in Recalme's testimonial next week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like there's there's tons of these guys, you know, El Matador Marcelo Salas at uh, at uh, uh, at River Plate. You know what I mean? I think that match, the Libertadores matches. This weekend, I believe. Yeah, yeah. This week, this week, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, today or tomorrow. Yeah, but I mean, getting back to this, I want to ask you: Is there is there a Canadian? Is there any? Mobilio, okay, the man Dominic Mobilio, okay, the man who scored the one goal against Brazil. And Vic Router went next mobilio. Okay. I'll always remember that game. But no, I mean, yeah, uh for me.
0: That's uh, a, that yeah, that makes sense. You score one goal like that. He but-
1: scored that one goal against Brazil. I mean uh, they, they, to this day I, I hear I hear Vic Router every time. Every time Vic Router comes on. But there was I mean, um the Canadian players, um I am gonna say it because
0: I'm a softie for him. Uh, Craig Forrest, man. What, what about – what's his name that played at Fulham? Pesky Solito. No, not – no, not Paul. The other oh, – the, the Polish guy. Defender.
1: Yeah, I can't remember his name now. I can't remember his name. But Pesky Solito was like a Canadian phenomenon who was like a major cult hero at Sheffield United. I mean, when they were down like in the second and third divisions. Like he was like considered like a major – These are the guys – I mean, these are the guys – like if you're in England right now, okay, and you live in like towns like well, not Bury but Bolton, uh, uh, Nottingham, Stoke, Stoke, no, those clubs. You see these guys at the local pub. You see these guys at the grocery store at the Sainsburys for crying out loud. Those are the cult heroes. You're not going to see any more cult heroes because you know what? They're busy in their gated houses and you know driving their their uh, Lamborghinis from practices. You know, they're not drinking at the local pub anymore. I mean, you know what I mean? with with with, with, with uh, the people. So, you know, there you go. Right. I mean.
0: Anyway. Yeah. I mean, so please, I'm getting all teary ideas. So please throw in, uh, throw us your cult heroes. Uh, and if you have any ideas for what we should talk about on one of these new segments that we have going, please let us know what you think.
1: Yeah, we're
0: not going to tip you off to what's coming because we'd like to surprise you.
1: And uh, over the next week, we will be bringing some of our friends in um, and uh, we'll be having discussions with them. And uh, we'll be surprising you with some features like this. Uh, really good pick, Steve, and really well done.
0: Nice I, I really enjoyed about, this discussion. I going to talk about the Canadian national team, and I'm glad I didn't because that yeah. would have been a waste of time.
1: You just would have upset me.
0: Yeah, probably. uh so like like we said check us out twitter facebook you can email us uh bella.hutmans.curse at gmail.com uh thanks for listening thanks for listening be good and be safe